T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good afternoon. I'm Rebecca Corral. Here's what's happening. Wi-Fi could be coming to BART. The agency's board of directors unanimously passed a proposal today. KCBS's Jim Taylor joins us at the News Center with the details. Jim? Just happened, Rebecca. Uh, the ambitious program proposed BART will allow a private contractor to build it, install it, and run fiber optics and Wi-Fi throughout the BART system. No money up front from BART. Can't wait to see what Phil Mateer has to say about this. There are considerable revenue possibilities for BART down the line as well, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. A main concern, will this Wi-Fi service be free? And that is the guarantee today that there will be at least one tier of service that will not cost at all. Mobility Services LLC, the nationwide leader in doing just that, successfully operating systems in New York and Chicago and Las Vegas. When will BART be all wired up? At least three years down the line. Stay tuned. Jim Taylor, KCBS. A Puerto Rican restaurant in Oakland is working in cooperation with the Red Cross to get aid to earthquake-ravaged Puerto Rico. KCBS's Marky Schaefer joins us now with the details. Marky? Rebecca, owner of La Perla Restaurant, Jose Ortiz, a native of Tabaja City, is working together with the Red Cross and the mayor of his city to get aid to earthquake victims in Puerto Rico. Right now, they need everything. When this kind of incident, you have to think in the elderly people, you have to think in the kids, uh, you have to think about everybody, food and cans, rice, water. He's collecting both goods and financial donations. Oakland City Councilman Noel Gallo says the Red Cross will pick up the donations and store them in warehouses and will help coordinate distribution in Puerto Rico. The, with the role that I play, I do work with the airport, but there's American Airlines, so JetBlue, and they fly in the goods, uh, whether they fly them to Florida, then we send them by ship. Canned goods like soup, ravioli, also water is being accepted, as well as money here at La Perla Restaurant at 2020 MacArthur Boulevard. The earthquake recovery will take some time in Puerto Rico. In Oakland, Margie Schaefer, KCBS. Thanks, Margie. Some mobile home park residents in North San Jose have good reason to sigh in relief. KCBS's Jennifer Hodges as the mayor has introduced a land use designation designed to protect them if the property their home sits on is ever sold. We're a small village in this giant city. That's Robert Leeper. He's been a resident of the West Winds Mobile Home Park in North San Jose for more than 30 years. He was caught off guard with a letter taped to his home. When this came out and said that we were probably going to be evicted before August 1st of 2022, uh, which was the date of the expiration of the lease, we were going, what the heck? Whatever the intentions are of the private parties, they are not totally transparent at this point. San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo has introduced a land use designation change that the city council will vote on in a few weeks. It's designed to protect residents and ensure they're not forced into a sale they don't want. It would require developers to go through a general plan change, a much more lengthy process if they want to build. One way or another, we're going to stand up for the residents and ensure uh, that if there are any changes or plans here, uh, then residents are going to be fully engaged at the table. In San Jose, Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. 
Federal authorities are offering a reward for information regarding the killing of an endangered gray wolf near the Oregon border. As KCBS's Matt Bigler reports, this is the first wolf killing that the feds have investigated since gray wolves returned to the state. In late 2018, wildlife biologists in Oregon put a GPS collar around a gray wolf known as OR-59. They tracked the predator as it crossed into California, and then on December 9th, researchers received a mortality signal indicating the wolf had died in Modoc County. The cause of death was determined to be a single gunshot wound caused by a 22 caliber center fire jacketed bullet. John Heil with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says they are offering a $2,500 reward in the case, their first gray wolf poaching investigation in decades. The reward is being offered because we're looking for some more information uh, about what happened to the wolf. Gray wolves are an endangered species, and while their recent return to California has been celebrated by environmentalists, they have few fans among ranchers, and poaching cases in Oregon are common. Matt Bigler, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.